Today, we are going to be talking about life of the party and revenge. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody... I am here with Joel, obviously the life of the party, Cunningham. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. Jazz hands. <laughs> I, I'm here with Matt needs to go back to college, hey? Yes, I am in college, <laughs> actually. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you work in college. I'm working on a second master's degree. How insane am I? What is your, I can't believe we haven't discussed this before. What is your second master? This, I have a your master's, I have a master's in psychology. Yeah. And this is my second degree master's degree in human resource management wow yeah you'll be able to psychologically manage those human resources with resources and managerialness anyways welcome to the show (laughs) this is the real review welcome Uh, if you haven't been a part of this awesomeness this is a journey that we are taking together Together. as uh, fans of film uh we are both actors we love everything that has to do with film uh television even but primarily we like to uh, go on this journey, talk about our likes, dislikes, learn new things together, all that fun stuff. But what we like to do in this podcast and vid- vidcast particularly is break down the reviews in uh, in kind of a, a, a opposite spectrums kind of a thing. So yeah. I look at films as being, I'm very uh, excitable. I, how much fun did I have? Was that emotionally compelling? I'll overlook some minute details if I feel like it's warranted. Um, so I'm a little bit more on the positive side of things. <laughs> Joel yeah. is maybe a little bit more negative, but he's more analytical, critical. He'll pick apart things. and uh, Which is hilarious. Get, get into stuff that I'm like, what are you even talking about yeah. right now? Just hilarious, especially for a week like this because we went and saw polar opposite movies. <laughs> I know. That much, the two sides fit much better if we had flopped on those movies, I think, of our personalities. Really? Yeah. Well, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I we'll mean, get there when we we'll talk about it pretty awfully horrible because yeah. of the stuff that's in it. <laughs> and my movie, uh, I will say my movie is pretty awful and horrible, but yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there because <laughs> I think I think you might be surprised. You might be. Anyways, I might be. Guys, so that's how it works out. Joel, why don't you tell them yes. how they can come on the journey with us and That'd how they can great. get connected with I need us. To get, I need to get like a little animation, create one that just says together and then it's like... And it's two hands like shaking. Absolutely. I didn't mean to do that, but yes. (laughs) As you attack the microphone. Cool. So there's some great ways to get connected to the podcast. As always, we have our website, realviewmedia.com. We also have our Facebook, which we are constantly posting. Matt does a really good job putting stuff up there. Not so much me. Uh, (laughs) Facebook.com slash realviewmedia. We also have our Instagram and our Twitter. I'm just admitted to it. I'm just calling it out right now as it is. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, both at realreviewmedia, as always spelled R-E-E-L. We have our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash therealreview. And then we love to hear your thoughts, perspectives, and Matt put out the request last week for some questions. Yes. And we want questions from our listeners to know kind of what they're thinking or what they're wondering about, questions for us about film and cinema, shows, things like that. Yeah. So send those to us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Do it. 
That's it, Matt. Do it. That's it. I think so. Anyways, let's dive right into this thing. All right. First thing go, I want to talk about first? is, is probably first? the... I want you to go first. You want me to go first. But I want, I want to talk about, because this is a, the, the biggest probably release from this last weekend, I'd say. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So let's start with that. And this is the new uh, Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy movie, Life of the Party. Yeah. So for synopsis for this, um, I'm actually going to pick a different synopsis because this one's way too long. Uh, after, <laughs> uh, after her husband abruptly asks for a divorce, a middle-aged mother returns to college in order to complete her degree. Uh, directed, as mentioned, by Bal- Ben Falcone. Uh, is is it Val- Falcone or Falcone? Uh, potato Doesn't potato. matter. Yeah. All right. I don't uh, actually, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, and it's always funny. He makes a cameo of some sort. And that, mm. that was actually probably the best part of this movie really? to me was that little mini like five minute cameo. Huh. It wasn't even five minutes. Maybe like two. Uh, stars Melissa McCarthy as Deanna. Uh, Gillian Jacobs. Jillian Jacobs. Sorry. As Helen. Uh, Maya Rudolph as Christine. Julie Bowman. Molly Gordon. Debbie Ryan. Uh, and Matt Walsh is probably the other biggest name. And Jimmy Yang as Tyler, which I recognize him from Silicon Valley. He plays the annoying roommate guy, yeah. uh, the Asian, I think Chinese in the in the show. But uh, those are probably the biggest names. You've got uh, Adria Arjana as Amanda. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other places that I recognize some of these people from. Not really. You know um, I think it is Gillian Jacobs. Is it Gillian? Yes, okay. because I remember looking into that because she's Britta from Community and I love that show. So Gotcha. Yes. Cool. Um, so I... I'm just going to say I really had absolutely no like impressions from going to this movie. Fun? I, super fun? I knew it was a Melissa McCarthy project. Um, <laughs> it's like the heat. I think, yeah. N- I, I was hoping for the heat. Okay. And I got more like the simmer. Oh, uh, the this sizzle. Is a super cheesy thing to say. <laughs> like, you know, simmer. everybody just turned off the podcast right there. But it, it <laughs> the movie, and I was like going to make this as a joke, but it's truth. There's truth in it. It's like the name of life of the party. And this this movie, in a sense, contains no life, no sense of like real like liveliness. So it's an ironic it's, movie. Yeah, it's not really a party. Like there's parties in the movie. Okay. But none of it feels like a bit of a party. It, it it's I was expecting kind of a Melissa McCarthy esque old school. Okay. You know yeah. where there's just so many hijinks and crazy over yeah. the top, and more so what I got in. I would say maybe this would work for this kind of an audience was a mother daughter type family film. Okay. Um, and I will freely admit that there's an audience for that and it's great, yep. you know, if they want to go see that. It's um, an audience for just about everything. <laughs> that is true. The other thing um, is I, I sometimes rail very heavily against a lot of more of the crude, like hard R type comedies these days because. Right. They've gone so lowbrow with their humor mm-hmm. that it's just kind of gross and not funny. That's it's, why I think you'll like Game Night, by the way. Yeah, and I still need to see that yeah. at some point. But um, I'm so I'm the kind of person that is always like, oh my gosh, they just spent this entire time making like a you know a joke about poop, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> and, and there's oh, been man. a plethora of films that have come out recently that have had issues like even on netflix there's been a couple like comedy film releases that have just been like really horrible like the guys that did the um uh i can't think of it Neither three the three guys they do like a comedy sketch show sort of thing on comedy Central. not comedy sketch show but whatever it's just i i can get sick of that but then there's films like this where it's almost like were you trying to do anything that was really kind of a little bit unexpected or crazy or different and 
it felt like with this, what they were really, really, really trying to do rely so heavily on was Melissa McCarthy. Mm -hmm. And it just got, and I hate to say it because I can be a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy, it just got really old. Okay. And it almost felt like I was watching, and I hate to say this as well, but it was almost like I was watching uh, like an actor jump the shark in a film. Because, you know, like, there's a style that a lot of comedians have that just grades on you after a while. You watch it long enough, like Will Ferrell after a while, even though I love some of his earlier movies. Mm-hmm. After a while, you just kind of get to like, all right, I've seen enough of this like baby man shtick, you right. know, or but like if you, the- oh, If you sorry. stick around long enough, you'll actually see an actor jump the shark in the movie The Meg coming out go. later this summer starring Jason Statham. Great tie-in, yeah. I need to have like a little promo thing for The Meg to show up <laughs> out the corner there. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you know, Seth Rogen was another one that was like, at first mm. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And now it's like, <laughs> style's getting a little grating for it's me. It's like better, like in stuff like The Disaster Artist. I know. Like that, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, I think certain comedians can carry a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Melissa McCarthy's kind of the actor that sometimes can, but a lot of times I just see her much better as like a supporting role. Yeah. Um, she was great in The Heat. Because there was like dual screen time between Sandra Bullock and her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't hold back from some of the ridiculousness. This movie almost felt much more about this whole like Melissa McCarthy is going on this like journey. But the journey was so just whatever. It just seemed like something that kind of anybody might go through. And it really didn't have any sense of conflict within the within the story itself. Okay, I wonder if it's because it's um it's PG thirteen. Maybe they had like an R rated cut at some point in time, which it's they possible. Had a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there they there was maybe a li- there there was a little bit of like sexual innuendo mm-hmm. and maybe a few like f- more foul words. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was partying, but it wasn't like hard partying. It mm-hmm. was like people drinking shots and beer. Yeah, yeah. Which at a college you'd expect things to be. It's stereotype, stereotypical, like yeah. fraternity. You'd, stuff. Well, you'd expect it to be a lot worse. And the main conflict of the story was about Deanna, Melissa McCarthy's character, trying to kind of, I think, find herself while going back to college and pursuing fine like she she the story is she went to college and she had to drop out during her senior year mm-hmm. because she got pregnant with her daughter and they both decided her and her husband who's played by Matt Walsh a guy named Dan um that it would be best if she dropped out so she could focus on just raising their kid when he while he finished his de- his degree and so she doesn't like regret the decision to do mm-hmm. that but she's kind of like well I got to find myself and I really love Archaeology, that's her thing. For some reason, she's like an archaeology lo- lover. She and likes Harrison never... Ford, that's what it is. <laughs> they talk about Harrison Ford very briefly, but yeah. yeah. There you go, <laughs> uh, for those watching the vidcast, you know, we've got our Harrison Ford poster on the wall. Yep. Um, so the, that's like a, and that, that's kind of the feeling that a lot of this had is like things are just there. Like there was no real sense of depth and purpose. And they're like, okay, well, now we need like a bad girl. So we're going to present this girl, Debbie Ryan, and make her just kind of like the. Girl, like the oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're that person, girl, yeah, and it's valley, just kinda. yeah, like the over the top valley girl, and it there's just no real sense of stakes. It just didn't really, and I, I don't mean like stakes like meat, um, <laughs> like, or like Thanos is about to unleash destruction or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you don't like need stakes for comedy mm-hmm. as much. It's not as important, but, but it needs you to be still like a need real conflict, right? You still need something that connects you to the story mm-hmm. and uh, and is a vehicle for the humor and the comedy and it was just so whatever like the biggest conflict in the entire movie almost to me mm-hmm. 
was Melissa McCarthy does a is really nervous when it comes to public speaking. Okay. And so she had to do this like oral presentation during one of her archaeology classes and she just fails miserably at it because she's just really bad at it. Yeah. And there's like little minor conflicts and things like that that kind of form throughout the course of the film, but they're all resolved usually very quickly. And it's usually very like, oh, everybody's happy. Everybody's nice. Everybody feels good. And it just left me feeling like weirdly empty. <laughs> it felt yeah. like so like over the top, ridiculously unrealistic that it made me feel unhappy. You thought you were going to be more fulfilled at the end of it? Yeah. Well, I wanted, I think if she had really gone through some things that, I don't know. That's tough to say. Like, she's definitely going through some tough stuff in the film. I mean, she's getting divorced. Her yeah. husband is just a jerk to her and, you know, up and divorced her for this girl, Jack, uh, Julie Bowen. Uh, she's, her name's Marcy in the film, which is played by Ju- Julie Bowen. And they treat her, like, really badly. And, you know, she's definitely going through some stuff in the film, but it's all played for just, like, laughs. And so, it, and it's all just kind of, like, briefly mentioned. So it just feels very, like, simple mm-hmm. and non-impactful. You know, and then things will happen that are supposed to be like comedic moments, which I'm guessing was 90% ad lib from Melissa McCarthy and Maya Rudolph. And there's just the problem with ad lib is there's just a disconnect sometimes. Yeah. Disconnects it from the actual story of what's happening. Right. And so she'll just make these jokes that kind of like push you over there and then go over there. And then they're just kind of like, and it started to get to the point where I'm like, okay, well now she's going to make some weird ad lib or that's, they're going to make some weird quirky comment. And it, it's not weird because it's like, oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous weird. It's weird because it's like, that doesn't really fit anything. Right. That doesn't, like, that's not normal. It's, yeah. If somebody was in that context, maybe that's really what it was. It was mm-hmm. like the, a very standard kind of like context that I could picture in an everyday life sort yeah. of thing. But they kept throwing out these like ridiculous commentaries, ridiculous jokes, and it just got really grating. So it is a comedy and the point of the movie, I'm sure there was, they wanted it to be funny. Did you laugh at all? Like twice. Two whole times. Yeah. So there's the, one there's, more than I thought. Yeah. There's a funny scene kind of when Ben Falcone shows up. Yeah. You're um, saying that's your favorite. Thing. Yeah. And it, he plays a, an Uber driver. And okay. It's just, the unexpectedness of it was okay. just kind of funny because I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry if you don't want any spoilers and don't listen to the next minute or so. You're muffed it. Yeah. Jump, jump ahead. Um, like he, she, they're, at the very beginning, beginning of the film, they're dropping Dan and Deanna are dropping off their daughter at college for a mm-hmm. senior. They're they're moving her to a dorm basically. She's already okay. been at the college. They're moving her to like um, a fraternity, or, yeah, sorority. Okay. So they're dropping her off at a sorority, and right as they're about to leave, Dan's like, "I want a divorce," and so she like flips out and she leaves and she gets out of the car, and then she's she calls somebody and you see her in a car driving down the road, and it's Ben Falcone. And they're like talking. He's like, you deserve better than that. And you're thinking this is like a friend. And she yeah. like pulls up to the house. She's like, you are the best Uber driver ever. I'm going to give you a five star. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Because yeah. a little unexpected. Because yeah. she's in the front seat. And you're not you're supposed, supposed to do front seat. with. But after that, like everything <laughs> was like, okay, this is going to go that way. And that's going to go that way. And that's going to. I think my actually, my favorite character in this movie, which is very weird, wouldn't be the one you expect probably, was uh, Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. And she plays kind of a really good, she can do a couple things really well, kind of like that mentally just like dark and deranged, but like has a good heart kind of girl. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, she plays a very, I I don't even know how to put together exactly the kind of character she was playing, but she's very intense. And she was like in a coma for a really long time. She came (laughs) out of it. And it's like, she gets the world, but she doesn't get the world. And she's just got this really weird, like, interactive style that she has with people and I was like that's kind of cool I actually kind of right, I, right. I almost wish the movie was about her like that <laughs> almost seems like it would be a little bit more interesting but spin off yeah so 
I don't know. So the whole film builds up and then you get to this moment where she, you know, you have to have that because the whole thing was about Deanna's relationship with her daughter. And so you have to have that moment where they kind of like break and they're like not together. Sure. And it's kind of about that, but it's also kind of about Melissa. And she goes and she does this thing in the movie and I won't talk about it. We're done with spoilers, but it was really mean spirited. Okay. And it made me kind of be like, well, you're kind of like a a bad person at the moment. Like I, I really, I was rooting for you and you were making some bad choices, but now you're kind of doing something that's very mean spirited. And, um, after that, I kind of just, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm just like, I, I don't really care yeah. about anybody in the film at this point. I don't, I know where it's going, but I don't really care. And then they have this weird cameo that happens. Okay, like close to the end of the movie. Her, her roommate is the other, uh, it's Deadpool, isn't it? No, oh, okay, no, but Melissa McCarthy's roommate in, in the college is actually pretty funny. And then the other scene, that made me laugh, and I think it was just because it was so over the top. And this is what I was expecting the whole movie mm-hmm. was. There's like an initiation scene where she's getting initiated. I'm spoiling that, sorry. But she's getting initiated into a sorority, and they have to like spank her, and she gets hit. And just her reaction to that is okay. just really funny because right. it was so – she's like, oh, darn. And she's just like <laughs> cursing and like, yeah, I can't. Uh. Yeah, that was like the – the only other funny part so okay uh so it's not doing too well i mean as far as like reviews and everything like that it's it's a flop on considered both it's kind of sad i i can expect more usually from a melissa mccarthy like i yeah. said I'm a, I'm a fan of hers i think if they had made this a little and i again i hate to say it but if they made it a little edgier if they made it a little bit more conflict and mm-hmm. kept it more straightforward about what the central conflicts of the film were going to be it would have kept my attention i wouldn't have been like checking emails yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. while I'm in the theater and these parts are going on and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. I got you. What you got to rate this thing? So, I gave this one a D plus. 68. Hey, 68. Yeah. Sorry, Melissa. Yeah. I kind of feel like a lot of the more recent movies that, that she's done, uh, her and Ben have done, have kind of fallen in the same type of vein that you're describing right now. Yeah. I think the one thing, like I said, that the audiences would really appeal to if you're a huge Melissa McCarthy fan and you just love her ad libs, like watch it, you'll probably enjoy it. And then additionally, if you're wanting to find like an okay, it's not the best, but like an okay mother daughter kind of film, okay, this would be maybe up your alley. I gotcha. There you go. All right, cool. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's move on then to the All next right. one. And I won't spend a ton of time on this because it is kind of a shorter, very straightforward narrative. But as a film, I want to talk about this movie called Revenge. Uh, it's actually a limited release. Um, Wait, of the film. what? Revenge of the what? Revenge. Oh, it's just, re- just revenge. It's just revenge. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> revenge of the life of the party is what it's called. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, no, so it's, it's revenge. Uh, just to kind of break it down for you real quick. Um, the IMDb synopsis is weird, but I'm going to read it anyway because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting. Right. A violent lesson for three wealthy married men. That's what they say. Oh, so basically, this uh, the girl, this girl, she goes on a trip um, with this guy who they set up right at the beginning. He's married, and so it's the mistress, like they're saying in the synopsis. Yeah. And uh, the two two of the guys like hunting buddies show up and um bad things go down bad things go down and it becomes a revenge story is what it is yeah um very straightforward in that respect it's star or it's directed by i'm gonna get this name really wrong but i apologize Coralie 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 farge Mm -hmm. and um it stars Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. What a name. I've only <laughs> ever seen her in Rings. She was the, the main um, protagonist in that movie. 
Kevin Johnson's or Johnson's, Vincent Colomb. Uh, Gia, never mind. Uh, then another guy whose character's name is Dimitri. Uh, Guillaume Bachilde, something like that. Anyways, so I didn't actually know a lot about this going into it. Yeah. But um, this this movie is maybe one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just in the aspect of of gore mainly. Yeah. Um, but really impressive, like effects, mm-hmm. like really impressive, uh, practical uh, effects and and that added to the realism of it. Uh, what I will say is, yeah, it's a horrific event that went through, but a lot of this movie requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. Okay. Um, if you're going to see it as pretty, because I was watching it and there's things that happen in this movie. Well, let's start with the positives because I always like to do that. Yeah. Start with the positives. Uh, shot really well. A lot of cinematography was really well done. There's actually some really cool long uh, one takes. Mm-hmm. Um there is very effective imagery when it comes to um, not just the gore, but um, let's just say there's a lot of really cool like film school esque like shots and scenes and stuff like that, like um, like conveying just the grossness of like one of the guys, for example, is a close up of his mouth chewing like a piece of sausage, and it's all like Ugh. like enhanced audio and it's like yeah. nasty you're like oh this guy's nasty <laughs> yeah it looks like they made heavy use of like the saturation right it looks like a very heavily saturated type style yeah. and, and which kind of emotes stylism and it's almost got kind of that like yeah. some some of that like and there's some scenes where it's got kind of that like uh, electronic 80s kind of vibe soundtrack a little bit to okay. it yeah. um not a ton there's not a ton of music in it um it's it's almost played out like a comic book okay in my opinion because you get these gaps of things that happen you're like well how did this get from here to here and how did this person figure this out it just that's where the suspension of disbelief comes in you have to just be like all right this is a comic book movie they're figuring it out um and this is now what she's doing or this is now what this person is doing um anyway so i like that the acting was was really well done there's a sequence at the end um that's really really uh intense visceral and effective i was like uh, what's happening right now yeah and and um where where you're kind of like you're telling the person what to do on the screen you're trying to tell them just stop stop doing what you're doing right now stay right there everything's gonna be all right (laughs) (laughs) and um that doesn't happen for the effect of what they're doing in that scene yeah but um it was really well done. I love the effects in it. Um, the kind of the suspension of disbelief. I I got there. I was able to give it a little bit of that, but I was really like, okay, well, I understand that she's getting revenge, but how did she figure this out? How did she do this? How does yeah. she know how to do this? Like, how are right. these things that she's figuring out? They don't ever explain any of that stuff. Yeah. She, it just happens, um, and she goes through a lot. So. Um, the the revenge element that I think they do play really well mm-hmm. off of, and that's earned, I guess I should say. Um, other than that, uh, I one of the things that bothered me, and I thought it was cool as a visual set piece, is some of these people lose way more blood than I think what the body is capable <laughs> of even containing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's this scene at the end where there's literally blood everywhere, and you're like. I'm pretty sure that's more blood than what's can be contained yeah. in a body. So I don't know about that, but yeah. um, as a whole, I would have wanted to see some of the the nuances on how she figured out certain things. Cause you're like, 
they set her up in the beginning as just kind of a kind of an airheaded person. Yeah. A little bit that's just there to have fun. Right. And then she's doing all these like MacGyver things later. I'm like, how did you know how to do that? I think this very clearly to me falls in the category of an exploitative film. Like if you know what I mean. Sure. What, that's the premise of most exploitation films is that it sets up this very weak kind of simple mm-hmm. start, usually very strongly emotional, very visceral type thing. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of plays out over the course of the rest of the film. Right. It's usually most exploitation films. Right. You so know? I didn't buy into her as much at the beginning. Um, I will say that um, I did. I enjoyed seeing her get revenge. I love revenge movies for that reason. It's yeah. kind of like one of the reasons why I love John Wick. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, well, the exploitation factor is that it, it they tend to lend themselves to going to like unrealistically high heights right. of violence or sexual stuff. It, yeah. Like, And I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah. Some people enjoy them. I just, they're so unrealistic to me mostly yeah. that I'm just like, I thought they were going to go... Because uh, I can do a revenge flick. Right. You know and I, I mean? thought I thought they were going to go on... Um, they're going to be a little bit more um, uh, graphic on the sexual side of things right at the beginning. I was like, is this the way that this movie is going? And yeah. it, it didn't. It pulled yeah. back a little bit from some of the other uh, revenge movies that kind of deal with the same, like whether it be like Last House on the Left, those kinds of things. Gotcha. And so I think... I think I was appreciative of that. They didn't dwell on that too much, but it did initiate a series of events which brought their revenge back kind of full circle, and I appreciated that. But I actually did enjoy it. Yeah. I was like, man, this is intense and kind of like crazy. And like, there's one scene where um, this this guy is doing something. Uh, I don't want to ruin it, but he's he's doing something where he has to inflict a little bit of self-pain in order to make this happen. Yeah. And... And the way that it's filmed, you're like, you're like, oh my gosh. And like, I've uh-huh. seen all these, you're like, you're like, I was like through my fingers a little bit. I was like, ah, stop yeah, it, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's well done in, in terms of that, building that intensity. It was really well done. I, so I, as a whole, I mean, I liked it. I would have, I wanted to see a little bit more of the connective tissue and how she pieced things together. Uh, but, but it wasn't, it was, it was better than average for sure. I want to give it a, an 80. Okay. B minus, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. Any other questions on that at all? No. I mean, acting wise, you think? I thought it was good. Good. That was okay. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Acting wise, solid. Um, the the main girl who played Jen, Matilda and Ingrid Lutz. I thought she was. I thought she was probably the better part in Rings, and yeah, and she was just as good in this. Just kind of a different role. I haven't seen her really in a lot of other things, but. Um, yeah, well done. Um, not much is else as far as that's concerned. So yeah, B minus. Um, yeah, right. if you guys seen that movie, it's limited release. Actually, you can check it on VOD, I think too. Really? Even, maybe Prime. Maybe Amazon, anyway. Yeah. Double check it. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think maybe you can see that. But um, if you guys saw Revenge, let me know what you thought about it. Um, and then also, uh, Life of the Party. Do you think that Joel is absolutely incorrect in that that Life of the Party is uh, being a D plus? Or do you, you have think to it's make like a, a plus movie? You have to make a strong case. Is it better? Do you think it's better than Avengers: Infinity War? <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get anybody. No, we're not gonna get that. Okay, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, no, seriously though, send us questions if you have any questions about the movies you saw. Or if you want to uh, point out a few movies that you want us to check out, maybe even let us know. Uh, email us. Uh, again, that's realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Check us out on our website, realreviewmedia.com, all our social media, facebook.com, Twitter, Instagram, at realreviewmedia. Again, that's R-E-E-L, as in movie reel. And um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add to that? No, I think I'm uh, 
Good to go. Good to go. Well, yeah. you're just the life of the party. <laughs> it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>